You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Baby, it's been a couple weeks, but we back. You already know it is the highest host, Adam Mill, and of course, tickling them ebonies and ivories with them live keys. Talk about Ken Stromento on the keys. Ken Tron in the building. It's so good to be back. It's so good to see you again, dude. It's been a minute. For real, though. What's, what's going on? Where uh, you been at, dude? You know, it's just fucking life, dog. It's been busy. Got meetings, been creating shit, been out of town, been, and, and you know, We've been doing this since what, like 2009 or some shit, like off that. and on different platforms, and, and I know it's it's here, and I, I appreciate everyone who listens and everyone who tunes in. And, and look, listen, I always say this. I always say this. Time is like the most valuable thing you have. You can never get it back. It's something that you know just keeps going, dude. It just keeps going. So I appreciate everyone who spends their time with me right here on the podcast, wherever the fuck you at, if you in a car or the grow room or a dispensary or at your house or trimming or whatever the fuck it is you're doing. I really do appreciate y'all. And uh, we're going to keep it going. I do. I think it's, I feel like we're going to have a great show today because I got to hang out with this guy a couple times. I've seen him on stage a few times. I don't think he knows that I've seen him on stage. But uh, what? You know those moments where like, where you know someone longer than they've known you, like it happens to me a lot. Like, oh yeah, yeah like people yeah. Will be like, oh yeah, we, I've, we know, I, I know you. I've met you like four years ago, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, or, or like you know of the person, yeah, yeah. yeah. or like you, there's something that you know. But to me, like, I feel like an asshole at those moments. But I'm like, all right, but now I really know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to hang out with this guy. We worked on a couple of skits together. I mean, one of these. I don't know if y'all saw the recent cannabis commercial. I posted a lot of people reposted it. Uh, I'm talking about my boy sitting right next to me. He's a roast battle master starter. We're going to learn all about it. We're going to learn all about it. Before I give him all the titles, we're going to learn all about who this guy is. I'm talking about Frank Castillo right here in the building, live in the flesh, baby. How you feeling, dude? Great, man. I love, I was walking in, I love your keyboard, bro. It's fucking... For real, you it's you're like extremely talented, you know? And your, respect. your style of your style of keyboards like very much like porno in like the sixties. Like I fucking dig it, dog. <laughs> like I'm about to hire you to play music while I fuck my wife. Like oh, it's shit. gonna be, you know, what do you charge for the hour, dog? About about three stacks. <laughs> Let me find out you're fucking your wife for an hour, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's extreme. I'm like, that's what? Extreme. Yeah. My wife's like, mm, stop lying. <laughs> of course, uh, that is Frank Castillo. Uh, chilling in the building, dude. Thanks for coming. Like I said, I appreciate everyone who spends their time, and thanks for coming and My spending pleasure, your time man. with us, dude. So, uh... uh Fucking LA life, bro. It's just I met you. I've seen you at the store. I think we've smoked in the back outside area before the whole COVID shit. Yeah, sacred ground. Yeah, I don't know if you remember me, but I think I went back there with Wolfie. You familiar? You know Wolfie yeah, Rachel? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were all working together, but yeah, she invited me. I was at the store randomly. I used to go watch. You know, I like everyone who doesn't like fucking comedy, dude. Who doesn't like going to watch live stand up, yeah, especially yeah. if you fucking smoke weed and you're just chilling. So I used to go there often. Got to, is that called the sacred ground? Yeah, it's sacred ground. Yeah, yeah. Is that like the code word for? Oh no, yeah. So uh, before um, before they remodeled it, it was they they had. Uh, you've been to the comedy store where at the back of the original or back of the OR room, like you know where everyone parks. Yes. They have that like big paragraph that's like handwritten on it. 
if you ever like sit and like read it, it has like the history, like the bedroom and stuff. They had the same thing, but in sacred ground, and it was like um, from the '60s to the '70s to the '80s. Some of the greatest, funniest minds would come back here and get high. Like that's what it said in like nice fancy writing. It had like. You know, famous comic signatures and stuff. So it's like sacred ground. It's like the spot that like Legends. only head only headliners are allowed to go back there. Um, paid yeah. regulars and guests are paid regulars. Yeah, I feel special now, dude. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know a sacred ground. Oh, no, 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 yeah. So it's very interesting that you bring that up because like if you're a guest to someone, you're more than welcome to come back to show you love. But like if you're a comic that's like trying to get in, it's almost like a unforgiven rule to like let them sneak back in there and like be around. You know, that's fucked up. Like yeah, a, yeah. a regular dude from the valley who smokes weed like me can go back there. But if you're actually a comic trying to make it, you can't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you have to be like a guest to somebody. Like people have been. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like it's real funny when like. Uh, you know, people have like hung out there, and then like the person that they're with has left, and then before you know it, security's like, "Hey, you gotta go," and they're just like, "Oh shit!" Like it's crazy back there. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a big deal, man. So you mentioned uh, before the show started, I think, or I don't know if it was during the show. Uh, you're from San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised. Mm -hmm. How is that? How's that NorCal, Central Cal? Is that NorCal or Central Cal? Uh, it's like in Northern California. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Bay Area. Um, it was great, man. I think uh, growing up in the Bay. Definitely gave me a lot of uh, uh, perspective and viewpoints because it's a melting pot of cultures. You know what I mean? Like, fucking got, uh, you know, uh, what's got that red uh, chili sauce in fucking all the Mexican restaurants. And then they also have, like, orange sauce in fucking all these, like, uh, like Asian restaurants and shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all like all the black people fucked super hard with, like, uh, all the Asian chicken joints and shit. So it was, like, a huge melting pot. Um, and I think that really helped me shape a lot of things. Because I'm, I'm, when I was, like, in my... Senior year of high school, I moved to a very conservative white military town, so it was very odd to go from like what what town Vanderburg uh, Temecula. Okay, yeah. Oh, so south, you went yeah. from north to south. Exactly. Okay. So it went from like you know seeing fucking people that I grew knew my whole life to like this new place who'd never seen a Mexican kid that was like me. You know, they only Mexicans they came across were like ones that were like super fucking like from the fucking border. And okay. Shit. So, yeah, it was it was a culture shock for all of us. <laughs> someone said on Twitch, we're streaming this live on Twitch, someone said, hey, LaVic's orange sauce is fire. Fuck yeah, bro, LaVic's orange sauce is fire. <laughs> and Bonchon chicken. Yeah, Bonchon chicken, baby. <laughs> um, uh, fucking King Egg Roll, too, dark. Uh, fuck, I've been to the Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> so, so, also, so I see you like food. Uh, you're from NorCal, so I'm guessing cannabis has been a part of your life. Yeah, um, you know what's so funny is uh, my cousin uh, Mike, my big my big cousin Mike. Uh, he was the big. He was a huge stoner uh, in my in my family. He was also the black sheep. I remember a lot of my family members would give him a lot of shit because he smoked weed and he grew weed okay. and he was always like at the forefront of it and stuff. And uh, now he like grows for a dispensary and now he like he has like he, a legit a legit, but the people can pay him to consult on their grows and shit because he's been doing it for. So right. long. Experience. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so funny to me because now it's like, you know, now he's fucking like, you know, he's buying people fucking gifts for Christmas. He's gotten, starting his own businesses. And it's, yeah. it's great to see. So that influenced me a lot. Um, and the weed culture up there did. It wasn't until... Um, Was he the first person you spoke weed with? Yes, it was him and my uh, his brother, my cousin. Were at like a family to, reunion? No, not even. Um, 
I was at a party in San Jose. Uh, my cousin Chris uh, took me to a party. I was like a fucking, maybe like a sophomore, I think. I was definitely at a party where I shouldn't have been. It was older people. It was New Year's Eve. The party got busted by the cops, and someone in a panic hid like an ounce of weed in my jacket, and that Damn. threw my jacket under like the bed. So when we were getting ready to leave, my friend found all of our jackets like not in the spot that they were. Right. And the cops were like, you know, checking everybody and all this shit. So he was just kind of like, he was white. So he like had all of our jackets, and he was just like, all right, we're going to head out. And the cops were like, all right, see ya. So they didn't check him. And then when we get in the car, he was like, hey, man, I think there's something in your jacket. It feels weird. And then he pulled out, like, the fucking ounce of weed. It was like a glowing light. Yeah. Oh, and it was, it was like, like the, it was the first, first time I ever I ever saw weed or ever, like, smoked weed. And I, I, remember, I remember so vividly, I looked at my cousin, and I was like, what do we do? And my cousin was like, we smoke it. <laughs> and then, like, uh, and then uh, yeah, we smoked weed. And at, that's, that's the point in your life where you're like... Fuck. Yeah, no, no, for real. Did they know you smoked? Or? No, no, no. That was the first time we smoked weed. So we smoked weed. Uh, All you guys. Like, none of you guys have smoked weed except your cousin. No, no, no. My cousin had. My friend had. Okay. Shit. I was the only one who had. So it was your first. Did yeah. they know it was your first time? Oh, absolutely. Time? Okay. They did. So they were stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we fucking, you know, we smoked out of a little fucking toilet paper roll and shit. And then, uh, oh we, you know, God. fucking, I was eat. I killed a box of Reese's Puff cereal. And then we watched, uh, Chappelle show and then killing him softly and then like half baked and I just remember laughing into my bowl of cereal like laughing uncontrollably and my cousin was just staring at me and he goes you're high as fuck aren't you dude and I just couldn't st answer him and I just couldn't stop laughing and I just fucking <laughs> I dude I was dying how old were you at this time I had to have been like 16 okay maybe. but then I started smoking a lot like every day when I was 21 when I had a good job in Temecula I was a busboy and I was walking with like a couple hundred bucks a day because you're serving at a golf course restaurant. Right. And I had like a dope little apartment with all my friends and shit and like everything was like relatively cheap out there. So it was like, well, what am I going to spend my money on? And that's when I started, started buying like weed and like a lot of weed and, and like getting into it. Good, getting good weed and shit. Get, now, were you, because um, like you said, you, you bust, you got some money and I saw that. And the story is you were a door dude at the most iconic comedy venue in L.A. Yeah, yeah, So I was a busboy at this golf course restaurant. I was kind of dabbling in stand-up a little bit. And a, um, I mean, was this something? Were you like funny growing up? Were you like always into comedy? I loved it. I appreciated it. I never thought I could do it. My dad loved. My dad like surrounded me with comedy. We loved watching comedy movies. Like Dumb and Dumber was like our. We would. My dad's the kind of guy where like you could quote comedy movies to them and like that's what we would do. We were also that, like poor and shit. So like we would just, that was our entertainment. We'd like awesome. quote fucking movies back and forth and we'd like watch funny shit all the time. He had, he loved um, Howard Stern. He had. Aloha, he, Baba Booey. Yeah, he had the tapes of, um, he had the tapes of the girl sitting on the. Uh, speaker. Speaker and shit. So Baba he had like the, yeah, he had the whole collection <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember he hid those in like his, uh, he would hide them under his bed and I would go and I'd take them and I'd listen to them when no one was around. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because that shit was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I mean, Howard Stern's one of the dudes yeah, yeah. I look up to. He kills it and shit. So, so it wasn't until I was like uh, in my twenties, I was kind of doing open mics and fucking around with that, that I realized I was like, oh, I could kind of do this. And then I met like real headliners who were like, uh, you should move to Los Angeles, and told me about the store, and that's when I started like researching it and shit. And then it was like, I think I was twenty three when I moved. No, I was twenty one. When I, yeah, 21 when I started stand up, 23 when I moved to LA because I wanted to get a job at the store. So that was like my goal was to be a door at, guy at the store. So, so Frankie, so Frank, 
Little Frankie in school, I'm, I'm assuming was a good student. You, I, I was a goofy kid. I was a bad student. Did you win class clown? Were you like in you the know superlatives? What? I never won class clown or anything. I was definitely a fucking straight C student. Okay. Because I was so just, I had ADD for sure. But I was definitely one of those kids where like, I realized I could say shit in class and just like everyone would pay attention to me. And then I was like, oh, I could get everyone's attention. So then after that, it became like, all right, how do I be like funny? Right. And then, and then watching Jim Carrey movies, I'm sure just made you even get it was more. Also, it, was, it, it was like a, it was just kind of like, you know, there's definitely that moment where you figure out you could get people's attention. Like you ever been like at a party and you're like talking and then you're like, oh, everyone's staring at me right now. You know what I mean? So it's like realizing you, you could got do that, that energy, baby. Yeah. You're like, oh, I could, I could get everyone's attention. And then it was just like saying ridiculous I think shit. it's called the personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Some people have it, Doc. <laughs> so it's, it's natural to some people. Yeah. It's natural to some people. Um, so, Frankie, good, good student. Did, did you think you were going to be a comedian? Like, what was your dreams as a kid? Were you going to be like, I'm going to be a, a, a fireman. I'm going to be an astronaut. Uh, I wanted to be a cook for the longest time, and then I wanted to be an English uh, teacher. Like, I wanted to get my master's in English, and then I realized how much work that is because I fucking hated school and writing and shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was like, fuck that noise. It just was too much for me. But then in the end, actually working in in this industry and being a writer and doing stand-up and stuff, you have to fill out writing packets all the time, which is pretty much like doing homework. So you're just like, fuck. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. So so then you're like, all right, fuck this cooking life. I love to eat. I can throw it down, but fuck this shit. I'm going to chase my new passion. I'm going to I'm gonna go comedy. Well, yeah, because when I was working at the uh, uh, casino, <coughs> they were already kind of like fucking with me and paying me to like help them write shit. Like basically write content before it was like writing content, you know? They just didn't know what we were doing. We were like writing little sketches. And... Um, yeah, that was it was basically like that was at that moment where it was like, oh, I could move to Los Angeles and kind of try to do something. And this casino was like, or you could stay and have this like legit job. They offered me like a really good job, like a salary benefit. Like I would not be doing stand up right now. I'd be working there still like comfy job, probably own a house, like fucking all this jazz, like really like comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? A better life as my mom describes it. Um uh, <laughs> But I remember asking my dad, I was like, you know, I got offered this dope job. Should I take it? And my dad was like, well, do you want to? And I was like, well, I really just want to go to Los Angeles and do stand up. And he was like, well, you don't have any kids. You should just do that. And my mom was like, fuck that. Take that job. Right. Fuck your dreams. Yeah. Your dad and, was just like, go for You're still young enough to handle, do what you want. And your mom's yeah. like. I want grandchildren. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know how moms are. They're just, you know, they want that they safe want, shit. They want you to be safe. Hell yeah. They want you safe and to create kids so they can take care of new babies. So so you, so you then you got a gig. Did you just go to a comedy store and apply and like, yo, I'll start? Or no, you, you get uh, recommended there? How does you, it work? So it, you don't apply to be a door guy at the comedy store. You have to get picked. So I was there. It took me about a year and a half before I actually got the job uh, offer to be a door guy. So I, I would do the open mics, and that's how they pick you. Like, they watch you do the open mics. You do well, blah, blah, blah. They offer you a job, or they pass you as a paid regular. And, uh, yeah, I got up uh, eight, I think it was like either seven to eight times in between the year and a half. And then it was about three months after the last time I got up that they were like, hey, uh, a door guy just quit. Do you want this job? And then I was like, yes. Because... Because now you're getting paid to be where you're at already. Exactly. It's like you're getting paid to do like 
regular basic like. I think you checked. I think you checked me a couple times. Exactly. You're just checking IDs. <laughs> you're taking out the trash. You're seating people. You're yeah. fucking doing. And you get to see all the acts. I'm you sure. get to see all the acts. But the best thing about it is it's a form of validation. So this headliner see you in the shirt, and now you're not just some like guy who's like an open micer who's like, hey man, can I talk to you for a second? You know what I mean? You're like. You know, Rogan walks by and he's like, oh, this is a kid that went through the system. They're willing to invest their time in him, so maybe I should invest my time in this kid. Or, may, like, people will just pay attention right. to you a little more because they know that the system's in place and they know that you're, like, working your way through it. Um, it's like a code. It's like yeah, a code. Like, it's a fraternity. It's right. a, yeah, it's like a, it's a form. Of, it's like badges. It's like, the only, like, comedy validation where there's, like, school. Like a school of comedy. You know what right. I mean? It's like they always refer to it as, like, a gym and then the door guy system as, like, college, you know? Because you work hard enough, you... Because for me, I was working there a lot, but I would also, like, do three spots in a night because there's six shows going on in a night, and I'm helping seat all these rooms, and they also know I'm funny, so they're like, hey, just do five, ten minutes real quick. Right. Because, like, keep, wait, the, keep the crowd engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're waiting for the headliner, or and right. that's, like, the benefit. I remember, like, there was a thing called uh, the hat trick where... If you were lucky, you could work it to where you could get a set in every room. So if you did a set in every room, you got the hat trick. And then they would take a picture of you and shit. Um, dude, and there did was, you get the hat trick? I never did. There what? was There was nights... Cause I, I, there was nights where I did two main room spots and then one original room, or like two original room, one belly room, or what? It has to be three main rooms. It's all th no, no. It's all three different rooms. Okay, so, so it's you have the to be, belly room. Okay. The so main you've room. done more than three intros, but it just it hasn't been all three rooms. rooms. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. There was one night where I fucking gave my spot to someone else. Cause like, a, sometimes when you're a door guy, like. Sometimes it's like I oh you, your friend your coworker was like I can't make my Thursday spot can we switch and then you're like yeah just to be nice I said yes without looking at the schedule and I had gotten a main room and an original room and I switched my belly room spot and I was like fuck I would have had the hat trick. Ah, fuck. It's hey, just it's dumb little th not no, dumb. That, little no, things, that's awesome, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Like I I could probably say I don't know if we have anything like that in the cannabis space, but if there was something of hosting a cup in every state where there's been a cup at like. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. Every state, baby. Yeah, yeah. When did you first see me do stand-up? Because you said uh, you knew me a little bit so, before. So I used to go to the Speedweed the Speedweed shows at the store where Joe Rogan yeah, yeah, and yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. like the Joe Rogan crew and yeah, it would be yeah. like his little group of guys. I think uh, Sam <laughs> Tripoli used yeah, to. Yeah, Sam Tripoli. Yeah. I love that dude. He's funny as fuck. But like sometimes I would stay extra or like there's rooms. Sometimes there's uh there's like that one room upstairs where they always do the fucking uh uh, uh it's like roasts. Oh the roast battle, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the roast battle. So I've yeah. been up there a couple of times. Like you said, there's multiple rooms, so sometimes I'll go for one show and then people will be like, Hey, you wanna watch? We're about to start another show, you wanna get all that? Like, Fuck yeah, let's go. So there's probably some, but I've seen like lots of comics and, there. It's and crazy. I, I love this perspective because it's like when you're on the other side of it and you're in it all the fucking time and you're just there all the time. You don't get to see the outside perspective of a, like where you're like, oh, I'm just a fan of this and I get to see this magical place. Yeah. 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 It's like me with weed, you know, like people get so stoked. I'm like, oh, it's like another it's like venue. It's like so it's going to be work for me eventually, but yeah, I'm yeah. still having fun because I'm here. Doing what I would do anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So who? Uh, so talk about the roast battle. Um, you were. Are you the only? Are you the first guy to work the door to win the roast battle? Is that? Some, yeah. Is that some type of accolade yeah, that you yeah. could claim? Willie Hunter put it perfectly because uh, you know I was working the door. I was still working at the comedy store when I won, and it was funny because like, you know. They offered me, they were like, hey, you're going to be in the tournament. And I was like, dope. And they told me like two weeks before it was starting. So I had to request a bunch of time off. 
And there was one day I couldn't get covered, and that was the day before the finals. So before the finals, I had to, like, go to work still, and I'm, like, sitting there, like, working on my jokes and shit, and everyone just kind of, like, watching me because I couldn't get my shift covered. So... Um, Someone tried to fucking sabotage you, dog. Yeah, they did for, that on purpose. Yeah, 100%, dog. Uh, so They're I, like, no, he's in the battle. Fuck that, baby. Yeah, Don't switch days with his ass. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I'm trying to win this. <laughs> so when I, uh, <laughs> when I had to... Uh, I, when you work the back door, you have to change the marquee. So I had to change the marquee. So you have to bring out the ladder. You got to get the names. You got to right. do it. So I'm doing the whole thing, and I'm changing the marquee. And it was, uh, I think it was Jeff Ross and Zach Amico. They ended. Up, they took a picture because uh, across the street is why they were filming the finals, and it was the House of Blues before it closed. Right. So on that marquee, it's like my name, you know, uh, Joe Dosh, and all the other people that were battling that night. And then on the other side, it was me, like putting the letters, putting up. the marquee up, <laughs> and, my, and they were just like, "This is a great moment." Yeah. Because we're literally watching. Like, like he's across the street killing, and he's he's fucking he's still got to fucking work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like it was a great moment to see. And then like I remember when I won, people posted that picture, and they were just like, it was just a real funny. It was just that's a, like a moment. It is. It's, it was it's, a, it's great. It was a great. You're like decision. headlining here, but you're still putting up letters on the marquee. I'm still just a fucking like, dude working. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so when I won, it was like a huge deal. Um, but it was so funny because when I won, I literally. Had like four dollars in my account because I had to just give up a bunch of shifts. And then when you won, they give you like a prize money. It was the most money I've ever won in my life, or just had money. They gave me like twenty thousand dollars. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's dope. But I just remember being like, oh fuck, and then I was just like, oh fuck, I have like four dollars, and I was just so stoked. Like I had forgotten that I was gonna win money, and I was like, thank God, because we would have been fucked, bro. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was definitely a, it was a cool moment. But Willie Hunter said it best. He was like, Frank's the only door guy to get famous while being a door guy. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh You yeah. don't have to like do keep putting your hours in to work it to get the man. You fucking kill the whole competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're like, Frank Castillo, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it felt great because it was like I still stayed and worked the door for like two more years because I wanted to be a paid regular. Cause that was like the ultimate goal for me was to get my name on the wall at the comedy store. Cause that's like that's what like the wall. Not, yeah. Not I learned about I asked you about that the other day. I learned because there's a if you're not familiar with the comedy store, right outside there's um, a shitload of comedians' names all up there. And I'm like, how does one get their name up there? And you basically said you got to be a you, it's a regular, right? You, you got to be a paid regular. A paid so regular. It, it took me, fuck man, I started. It took me since like, I got to a lot. It took me like five, six years to be a paid regular. Yeah, and it's still even when I won roast battle, it still took two more years after, after that, that to become a paid regular. Now winning the roast battle. Um, puts you, people get are familiar with you because people love roast battles. Yeah, yeah. Now, does that get you on Joe Rogan? How does Joe Rogan get, how do you, because I know a lot of people trying to get on Joe Rogan experience and being on JRE is kind of like a, a bucket list moment for a lot of people. Yeah, it's like the modern day Johnny Carson. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, or getting on like the Howard Stern show or some shit. Like, 100%. Well, you definitely don't ask Rogan to be on it. That's no. like the worst thing you could do. I'm sure. Um, But uh, I was very lucky because, uh, you know, he's, He's a great dude. He's very, like, you know, he loves the comedy store. Not just that, he loves the system there. He loves the door guys. He really, like, he's a good, he fucking, you know, he gets so much shit, but he really cares about comedy and comics and giving back and, like, taking care of people. Like, um, you know, he just saw me at the store and then saw how much work I was putting in. And then, like, every once in a while, we'd shoot the shit. He'd, like, give me great words of advice um, and just, you know, words of encouragement. And he was like that with a lot of people there, you know, um, especially comics he liked. 
Um, and then he would like shout me out and shit, which was dope. And then when I won, he was like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And Yo. then I brought the trophy and we got to like talk and shit. And it was like super, I was like, oh, fuck. I was, it is like a roller coaster. I think if I, if I ever did it again, I would be like, I'd know how to handle it a little bit better. Cause I was just like, oh shit. Um, Cause you know, it's still very much like, oh fuck. You know, it's, it was insane, but it was do, great. Do you watch? Do you watch that episode ever? And like, no, I refuse to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard it went great, but still, it was just like you know, you don't want to get them cringe, second like embarrassing moments. I mean, shit. you know how I mean, uh, as an artist, I'm like, oh, I hate every, you. Know what I mean, hundred percent. Like, especially I'm, I'm doing live mo- content. Yeah, I'm the most. Uh, yeah, we're the hardest on like, ourselves. When you do live and you're like, oh, like. Uh, that sounded so stupid, but yeah. it was like, oh no, that was fucking great! You brought it up. I'm like, dude, like, oh, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, but, yeah, but we're our toughest critics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny. My wife, you know, she's a she's a, a psychologist. She's a licensed manager, family psychologist. Whoa. So we like, yeah, yeah. So we like, you know, she gives me a lot of great advice when we talk. And like, uh, I remember I was complaining about something after like I had. You know, I, I was on the Showtime doc. I'd become past and all this stuff. And I was complaining about something. She was like, hey, man, when are you going to believe that you're funny enough? And I was like, ah, okay, you're right. Yeah. Always listen to the lady, dude. Yeah, man. That's what so I learned. Important. Always listen to the ladies, baby. Always. Oh. So now here you are. Uh... You did a lot more than just a Joe Rogan podcast. You've done a lot of, uh, you've been, appeared on a lot of other shows. You've written and produced a bunch of shows, but most recently you have, you do have your own podcast as well, right? Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I'm doing this show called Peaked. It's with uh, Puffco and we um, Puffco and Punch uh, Extracts. Um, yeah, that was kind of the thing with uh, <laughs> with uh, with Rogan. He was very preachy about like doing things yourself, investing in yourself, starting your own podcast, like figuring your, you know, like what is your idea? What is the thing that you can constantly do? Like be like be your own boss kind of deal. And uh, it took me a long time to figure out that it was like weed was kind of always the thing for me. And then, you know, I loved uh, uh, Puffco and what they were doing. And I've always loved, uh, you know, hot ones. So I just thought it was like a lot of the comics I smoke with don't know what like really good weed is or they don't know what rosin is. I think a lot is. of people don't know what really good weed is. <laughs> the education just isn't there, right? Uh, uh, education, access, a lot of people get think what their favorite rappers are smoking is exactly, the best weed right? or like who they but Man, they see the way we're dressed and they're like, "Ugh, you know what I mean?" and then it's just like, "No, no, no, come sit. Let's hang out. We'll smoke some amazing what rosin." What's wrong with the way I'm dressed? No, no. No, there's nothing wrong with the way we're dressed. You know what I mean? I but, have that sweatshirt. What do you mean? I know. I know. I know. You were both in very comfy sweats. You know what I mean? Well, it's, I have I think I've worn denim Four times since Corona, dude. Yeah, exactly. You see, the thing that sucks is like this is kind of how I've always been. Um, and I remember when uh, after I won Rose Battle, I got my first manager, and he was like, "Hey, man, maybe you should lay off the weed thing." What? And, yeah, and I was like, "All right, you're right. fired." That was the my friends were like, "This is they're gonna fuck this up for you." And then I remember now I have my manager, and we're talking, and I give him all my ideas, and he's like, "These are fucking amazing," and I'm yes. like, "Oh, damn it!" So the peak show is it's like three, it's uh, me and a comic. And my boy JP is my co-host. Um, we have a we a night we you know we do an edible. We have a nice little conversation. Then we do three rounds of uh, JP taking us through really fine rosin, giving us all the notes, talking like really educating us on it. And then um, 
they give us three questions and we just kind of riff off of them. Like shit, like, you know, just getting us really high and then asking us funny questions. Like random questions or serious just questions? Just random questions. Okay. Like one of them was like, uh, like name an animal that you could think, that you think you have a chance of fighting one-on-one. Like, but also losing, like a 50-50 chance of winning or losing. What's an animal that you can fight one-on-one? A cat. I, yeah, yeah. I said, <laughs> wait, you think a cat could like fucking kill you? I mean, a tiger? Is that considered a cat? No, no, that's like, I mean, do you think you have a good chance of killing a tiger? Well, look, look, with a cat, you could have a domesticated house cat or you could have a fucking tiger cat. 100%. So, like, I could kill them and they'll kill me. But we want to get, like, super specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said a crocodile and everyone made fun of me for about hours. Why? Because I was was like, you just got to get behind it. My friend was like, you can't just get behind a crocodile. And then, yeah, he said a kangaroo and I was like, that's ridiculous. He died out of kangaroo. Have you seen a kangaroo? Absolutely. They got claws. Have shit. you seen like them on Google? They like look are so cut yeah, yeah. and muscular, and they kick you in your gut with them claws. That's Absolutely crazy. yoked. Yeah. What would an animal that I could beat that might beat me? Uh, uh, a coyote. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. You might get a lucky shot, a little elbow or something. Yeah. You just got to get it on its back and fucking just. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I just 100%. don't fight animals though. I'm, I mean, you I shouldn't just fight. But if animals. it was life or death situation. Yeah. yeah. If, Maybe if a, anything in the water. If a wolf just pulled up on you, like, "What's up, dog?" You're just like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I gotta right. fight this fucking wolf." Right. Hopefully, it's a wolf and not like an actual, like a, a an actual wolf, wolf. Like, yeah, yeah. Wolf. Have you seen like a wolf, wolf? <laughs> a real wolf? I was at fucking Temecula. God like damn a it. werewolf or a wolf, wolf? No, a wolf, wolf. I was in Temecula at this bar that I worked at, and this lady brought her domesticated wolf, which are two words that don't go together. I've seen these people. They have. It was like this big. Its face. <laughs> He says this big and he's going like five feet big, off the ground. Dude. It was it was bigger than any you fucking great. No, <laughs> yeah, it you? like it like breathed near me and it smelled like there's dog breath and then this shit smelled like it just killed something. Like it was still digesting food. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. She was, she was like, you can pet it. And I was like, I don't not want to fuck that. I well, how many times do you get a chance to pet a wolf? <laughs> Usually you pet it once and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, pet. All right, I've pet a wolf, dude. That's crazy. Well, that's a cool question. What animal can you, what about you, Ken? Did you think uh, about it? I saw you I over was, there. I, thi- I know like, you were. Right. I saw. <laughs> you can't help it, right? <laughs> no, maybe, um, I don't know, dude. Anyone in chat Maybe too? A snake? I don't know. A, a snake? snake? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what kind that of that snake, seems though? a little one-sided. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you know how many penises a snake has? Jealous <laughs> man. I don't know. Yo, talk about a pivot. <laughs> I learned this on Twitch Squares. How many penises does a snake have? They have two penises. They have two penises. They have one on each side because. <laughs> When they fucking do that, it just depends what side they're on, dude. Isn't that crazy? Wait, for real? That's uh-huh. not like, yeah. It's not like a joke. No, they have two penises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about a monkey, though? A monkey, like a chimpanzee? Uh, how big? Because those things can't control. Like their strength is unimaginable. You know what I mean? You know which animal has the biggest cock? <laughs> what? A whale. You know how much it weighs? Like at least a few tons. No, the, the cock, dude, not the whale. No, no, <laughs> a whale cock, not the whole, not a whale whale. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. This is all I knowledge. Thought, this is general animal knowledge, dude. I never looked it up. 
250 pounds. Damn. That's a whole lot of cock. Shit. That's a heavy cock, dude. That load is fucking, must be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I got no comment on that. Why do you think, wasn't that that the old joke of that's why the sea's salty? Oh my God, dude. Stop. <laughs> they just gross you out. I'm, I'm never getting in those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you gotta imagine, bro. As many big fuck like, there's a reason they call them sperm it's whales. 70, dog. It's 70% H2O, 30% nut. Yeah, bro, it's all <laughs> fucking yeah, all well nut, dog. You're just swimming through fucking <laughs> nut, well dog. nut, dude. Why do you think Free Willy was so happy? Yeah, he was just they are happy. called sperm whales yeah, too, dude. He was fucking coming oh, everywhere, dog. And blue whales because they got them blue balls, so yeah, they when dog. they explode, they just pull. Ooh. This is the deep blue sea, dog. Yo, I am. <laughs> Let me find out, dude. Please. <laughs> you playing fucking free willy? Oh, damn. This was a shit. Let's go, dude. Man, that that movie really hit for me because it was like, man, family problems and you got a best friend that's a whale. Yeah, this is this is the movie for I'm me. I'm back, whales. That's right. Hold me. <laughs> Let's go, Ken. I got to roll a blunt anywhere right now. Let's go, baby. Hey, chat, sing along. Sing along if you're listening. Let's go. Carry me. You were my brother. Was my brother, baby. Was that the, was that the lyrics? Yeah, he knows. This is, this is Michael Jackson's number one impersonator, dude. Bro, he was like, I wrote this song. Wait, did Michael Jackson do the Free Willy soundtrack? Yeah, what? He just did the, the song. This song. Oh, this he song. just did the yeah. song? Yo, how much money did he get paid for that? Yo, what? I don't know, man. Probably a lot, dude. <laughs> they, you don't remember the video, dude? I just, remember the video. They just gave him a kid. <laughs> it's famous. Oh, Kentron, really, he's a Michael Jackson uh, performer. He gets oh, no into way. Michael. He plays, dances, sings, like all oh, that fuck shit. Fuck yeah, dog. He's amazing, dude. Let's go, you got Sometimes, sometimes I do that, you know. <laughs> like, like during Halloween, I do this like little thriller dance. Oh, that's dope. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's why you walked in. I was playing Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, I yeah. played like a bunch of Michael Jackson songs. That's, that's how I started on the keyboard. It was about, it was all about 1988. What was the moon movie he did? The new movie? The moon movie. Oh, Moonwalker. Moonwalker was Moonwalker the shit. Moonwalker was, man, that, that's what really took it to the... Like he was a superhero kind yeah, of thing, dog. yeah, you know? yeah. For real, because he turned into a car. Uh huh. He turned into a robot. He was yeah. like a transformer. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the ro- he turned into a little rabbit and stuff. Yeah, dude, it was a was... fucking wild ass movie, dude. Yeah, dude, it was just wow. You gotta watch that Moonwalker. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna watch that on Twitch with my with my with my peeps. Yeah. That was what? Great. Can we get to the hook of the Free Willy song? Um. No, I don't, you, don't, don't, you don't remember that, that. It's not really like a. It's just a song. It's not a hooky song, dog. It's not like a hook, though. Do you have a favorite Michael Jackson song? Oh, man. Um, shit. Smooth Criminal's great. Uh, Billie Jean's so fucking amazing. But, all, like, what was the... Uh, yeah, new moon, like, uh, Moonwalker, I think, was the thing that stood out the most for me. Hell yeah. Because it was so iconic, like, visually. Also, the fucking thriller visually, too, where you're like, oh, shit. Like, this... That bitch dead. <laughs> yeah, she's you know, come on, man. You can't, can't compete with that, man. Yeah, Michael ain't that bitch. Yeah, Michael was magic, man. Yeah. Was, dude. Until the media just, you know, put a target on him and just took him down, man. Yeah, somehow shit just man. happens, dog. Damn. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the media because of that, man. Ah, the Inquirer. Man, star. I watched that documentary. I was like, mm. remember when he dangled a baby? That was, but also like, I want, I wish, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say some jokes. It's going to make me even. 
No, it's all good, dog. You're I want to get, I want to get dangle a baby rich. Like I want to get so rich that I could just be like dangling babies, and people yeah, would be like, "Oh God, we gotta that. check in on Frank." Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think his name was Blanket or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that which is, which oh, is crazy. Bro. Shout out to Michael though. He made some amazing hits that we still sing today, dude. Yeah, man. Why? I, uh, I'm gonna ask you a question, dude. I have these things called stoner boner moments. It's like uh-huh. when I, you know, smoked weed. Here, let me turn the music down a little bit. Uh, thank you, Ken Chung, for all that. When I smoked weed, um, you know, there are moments like I was like, oh, I wish I could get my own strain or fucking smoke with certain people. Is there like, have you performed on or like with someone? Is there like a moment in the comedy world where you're like, oh my fucking shit, like I'm really. I mean, I got to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. That was, I got to. Bring my mom, and we, me, my mom, uh, and my wife, uh, then my girlfriend, uh, got to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. It was after the roast battle, like right after. Um, I remember, like, I won, I had the trophy and shit, and they were like, hey, you know, guy Snoop was there watching the roast battle? He was the judge, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was one of the judges? That's dope. And I remember, like, the, I remember, like, all the head people at Comedy Central was like, is there anything we can do before we, before we, like, we're starting to, like, shut down? I was like, yeah, man, can I go smoke weed with Snoop Dogg with my mom? And, like, (laughs) everyone was like, um, I guess. (laughs) And then, like, like, I walked in, and then he was like, fuck yeah, dog. And then it was, like, me and my mom. And it was like, I saw smoke weed? With Snoop Dogg, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was like, yeah, this was like a dream come true for her. This was. So she never smoked weed with you? No, she does now. Like, very, like, rarely she'll once in a while. She used to fucking get was down back Was that the first the time you guys smoked weed together with Snoop? Um, no, I think we'd, I think she'd, like, snuck a toker once, but this is the first time we, like, like smoked. Yeah, smoked. And she, like, hugged was it weird? She, no, dude. She told me, she was like, I used to sneak out. And go to his concerts. Wow! So it was like a big, it like was a, a full circle. It for was her. a very big deal for her. So that well, was that's be- a big deal for a lot of people. What? That was better than fucking going to college for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. you know what I, mean? I was just like, hey, <laughs> you're probably not gonna get a kid, so this is it. Mom. I got a twenty thousand dollar check and spoke with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, what, yeah, bitch? yeah, yeah. This is college. <laughs> like, this my is, dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, from from Mexican kid from Eastside San Jose, that is fucking it for us. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. If you went to a fucking kid with cancer. In Eastside San Jose, and you were like, "What's your make a wish?" He was like, "I want to win a roast competition, and I want to smoke, smoke with, with Snoop, Snoop Dogg." Dog. <laughs> oh, for real, dude. That that's that's epic, dude. That's cool. And uh, um, you guys got pictures, and you got to like, yeah, yeah, Snoop was yeah. cool with these. Like, Come on, yeah, mama, yeah, let's yeah, smoke. Dude, he was so excited. He was stoked. Were yeah. you guys smoking blunts? Like, what were he you smoking? He smoked his weed. Yeah, his blunts and shit. Yeah. Was he passing to you, or did yeah, he just give you no, weed? No, 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 no. He was passing to us and stuff. So he so. rolled it, or did he have? Like, oh a no, roller? he never rolls it. He had a guy in a fucking <laughs> little lunchbox that just opened up. It was great, dog. This is like here, pick one. Yeah, dude. He was, dude. It was, it was a great moment. My, my mom was like fucking so stoked. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there uh, any any comedians that you sh- that you got to like open up for that you're like, oh fuck, I'm opening up. Yeah, for. I got to open up for Chappelle. Uh, what? In, yeah, in San Francisco, that was great. Yo, um, that's dope. Yeah, I've gotten to open up with them, uh, open up for them a few times at the Comedy Store. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I've gotten to open up for. Uh, Mo Ammer, who's uh, op- also opens up for Chappelle, who's fucking amazing. Mo's like one of the greatest comics, uh, and uh, yeah. Who's your favorite comic? Um, that's Ooh. tough, man. Uh, you know, Chappelle's dude. Watching Chappelle go up is like fucking gospel, man. I remember working there. Remember the first time I ever worked the room, like as in like seating the room and had to because when you when you work OR you have to stay from closed to open, right? So you got to stay till two in the morning. You really get home. You don't get home till like four and shit, right? And um, I remember it was the first night I was working and it was like eight people, not the first night I was working, it was the first night uh, Chappelle popped in when I was working. It's like eight people, he like comes in 
the guy before is like getting ready to end the show and he's like, oh, we have one more comic. Uh, it's Dave Chappelle. And like eight people were getting ready to leave. And they turned right back around. Turned right back around and sat down. And uh, they ended up, I think he stayed on stage for like three, four hours. Shut the fuck. What do you do? Do you sit there and watch Dave Chappelle for fuck three yeah, hours? yeah, man. You and just- you know, it was great, dude. <laughs> so we sat there. Dude, I didn't get home till like six, seven, till oh after my everything God. closing. But yeah, man, he, those eight people got to see a show that like no one else will ever see. And it was beautiful, dude. It was fucking And was hilarious. he like, was he just like talking was, shit or was he, was he like jokes? On, he was working on was shit. Like- so, and it was great because when Chappelle works on stuff, especially those late night sets, he'll do like. It's mostly him, like, talking for, like, eight, ten minutes. Like, he's just really, like, you just, you're watching him work, and it's it feels His like process. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, you're just watching the master work. You're, like, taking work. notes. It's like watching, dude. it's, it's like it, going to a conference and it, taking it, It's <laughs> like school, man. So you're watching him work, and, you know, it'll be, like, quiet for a little bit, and then, like, man, five, six minutes, he'll hit something, and it'll just be fucking hilarious gold. All right, and it's just nonstop laughter, and then he'll like flow to the next thing and stuff, and it's like you're just watching him work, but you can see how fucking good he is, right? Let's go with it, yeah. And then also, when he pops in, you'll see him pop in, but you'll see him pop in multiple nights. So at the end of the week, it's, you, it's just polished. It's just nice, and yeah. you're like, oh shit, this is how you do he it. He got it made. Yeah, that's crazy. It's fucking wild, man. That's like taking notes, watching the fucking experts fucking in their zone, in their moment. You're like, okay. That's why working at the store was such a good job to have. See, uh, and you got, because I sometimes when I used to go more often, I used to go sometimes go multiple times a week, like you would see that comic have a set and he's working on it. Every time you'd go, you'd hear the same jokes, but he changed certain transitions, yeah, yeah, yeah. change segues and see what hits the most. And then and that's why people. And then you see him on TVs with like a full polish, exactly, like 100%. Exactly. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Let's yeah. run it. And that's why people respect Anthony Jeselnik so much, especially at the comedy stories, because he will go in, he'll have his paper and he'll work through all these bits, all these jokes. And then the next set, he'll like write new shit or he'll polish and he'll keep working. So then by the end of two, three months or so, whatever, he'll have like a good chunk of material to take on the road and tour and clubs and shit. Yeah. And then he'll do that for two years and then he'll go to like fucking theaters and shit. But he gets so much respect because he'll go up with just new shit. And sometimes he doesn't do it. Well. I've got to see Anthony Jezelnik. I saw him at the store, and then I used to be a part of this thing called the Headroom Gallery yeah, in the yeah, Valley yeah. back yeah, in the day. It was like a secret hash bar. Mm-hmm. And we used to have comics come. I got to see like Leslie Joan in there. I got to see Gallagher in yeah. there. I got to see like crazy comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and watching them like work on their material and every week just polish that shit up. It's just the process of it. Yeah. So it's like these fools just don't go up and do shit. And you could tell the people who really care for the craft and people who are just like trying to just talk shit to people yeah. in the audience. And you're yeah. like, bro, you're just out here being mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's also <laughs> like you'll see people like once you get watch comedy a lot, you'll see people who've been doing it a lot. Then you're like, oh, this person's been doing the same 15 minutes for 10 years. years. <laughs> right? Or you're like, oh, this. And then there's this younger generation of comics that's like constantly trying to pump material out. And I think that's the important is because someone said it this way. It's like back in the day, you used to be able to just write an hour of material and then just tour on that for years. But you now can just, you can't because that's can't. social media. Yeah, but also like... <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just saying Now that. it's one of those things like if people see you and... Uh, They'll watch it, love it, but they, they'll come back one more time. And if it's not new or, like, it's the same old shit, they'll be like, ah, I'll go see something else. Yeah. Let me go smoke my joint. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's why, like, you either got to constantly be writing new shit, constantly growing, constantly get better, because you want that's what they want to see ultimately. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Is there, like a, like, a difference or, like, a different respect or, like, a different 
play between stand-up comedians and like like movie comedians or like skit? Like, is there a, no? I think like if do can like a, a a movie comedian be a stand-up or do they start in stand-up? Like, how is it? That? D- it depends. You know, it's uh, there's certain comics who like. You know, like Eric Griffin, a good example. He, um, uh, workaholics, Montez, yeah. right? He yeah. got to open up for him a few times. I saw him at the Headroom Gallery, too. Hilarious comic. Yeah. Doing comedy a long time. Got the workaholics thing later, but everyone just knows him as Montez, right? So he, I remember when we were going on the road, he was telling me, he was like, it's crazy. Sometimes some stuff just doesn't transfer or, or what hits and what doesn't. So, like, people just didn't realize that Montez was a comic. And, like, when people would come out and see him do stand-up, they're like, holy shit, you're hilarious. He goes, yeah, man, I've been doing stand-up before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes it's the other way where you see people who are, like, big actors or big comic actors who, like, jump into stand-up because it's, like, a good way to make a lot of money, right? right. And it's kind of a struggle for them. It's like doing or, an appearance or some shit. Yeah, and then it's also, like, tougher for them. Like, the smart ones hire writers. Um, and then really it all depends on how you approach it like if they really take it seriously then they'll be succeeded otherwise it's just a cash grab now is that do these would these comedians who hire writers for them to tell them jokes is that like kind of like uh, he's he's funny but he doesn't write his own jokes as a guy that helps write other people's stuff no <laughs> and you should hire me uh, um, as a comedian as a comedy I think you're always, you'll always have uh, people kind of help you and stuff. Cause like when I go on the road or like I'm opening for someone, it's a very communicative thing where it's like, you know, this is my friend who knows my sense of humor. We're shooting a shit. He'll watch me do stand up and be like, hey, try this. You know what I mean? So it's like, give you a little like constructive criticism. There's a difference between people helping each other out and stuff. And then, uh, hey, I'm hiring you to write in my voice, blah, right. blah, blah. You're right. And um, it's just those comics kind of only get so far. When you come to a place like the store, that is the great equalizer. Like, stage don't lie. So, like, you have to be a paid regular to get in the OR room anyway. So, like, unless you're fucking huge, and even then it's really tough. Like, a Michael Che could come and pop into the comedy store and do a set in, like, the OR, even though he's not a paid regular, but he's a really good stand-up. But like a But he's an SNL though, right? Exactly. But like a fucking uh Seth Rogan, I don't think, could pop in. A very and very depending on the circumstances. Like if it was like um What if like a like a like if, a Adam if, Sandler would come in? Yeah, absolutely. Randomly. Absolutely. Or like a Jim Carrey. Absolutely, because Jim Carrey used to be a door guy. Uh Sandler really? I think is on the wall and a stand up comic. You know what I mean? If you're like a comedian, like Seth Rogan's not a stand up comedian? No, I don't think he's like a paid regular. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That, oh, like, no, he's not a paid regular. And I don't think he's like a stand-up stand-up. That's, like, a, you know that's crazy. Like Seth Rogen like, would just be like, sorry, dude. But, hey, yeah. My Who knows? I mean, listen, bro. It's one of those <laughs> things that, like, yo, you got five, like five minutes in the OR. This shit's tough, dog. You know? Yeah. But it'd be different if, like, like certain circumstances are different. Like, I remember... So a comic was hosting uh, a big like event, like it was like the Oscars. So if like if it was like Chris Rock and Seth Rogen came in to run bits for fucking you know whatever. Oh yeah, that's a different kind of thing, right? Whereas like uh, you know uh, when the roasts would happen, people would pop in and help run roast jokes, right? So like that's kind of like an extenuating circumstance, right? But if like uh, you know. Like, a, you know, uh, just certain people were like, hey, can I get up? And they'd be like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, it's like, you know. But, like, the other rooms, absolutely. Because it takes a lot to fucking bump, like, a huge dude. You know what I mean? Like, you can, like, 
Because you got to think of it. Like, if Seth Rogen was like, I'm going to come and pop in. This hypothetical, I'm come pop in. And then it was like, hey, sorry, Rogan, but you're going to have to, like, fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, "Mm," right, right? Um, Or, like, you know, like, there's certain people that just can't be bumped. Right. And there's also old rules in the sense that, like. It's like respect. There's also an old rule at the store uh, that Mitzi used to have all these weird rules. And as the store gets older, like, things obviously fall to the side and people don't, like, a lot of people know all these old rules. Um, one of the old, old rules that was is that uh, if your name was on the marquee, you can't get bumped, right? Okay. So no matter who it was, if you got popped in uh, and your name was on the marquee and you're about to go up, you're going to be going up because you're constantly here. Right. You're, you're the one that and brings in And this is why tickets. you sold the tickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, the person popping in, it's like they're only popping in once. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's also very extenuating circumstances, right? Chappelle's also the night kind of nice guy who, like, he's not going to come and pop in at 9.30 or 10 o'clock and do three hours. Right. He waits till 1 o'clock He'll in the come, morning. like, at the end. He'll end. wait till everyone gets up, right? Or, like... He's that special moment. Yeah. Like, if you're really into it, you're still here. There was, but he also respects the hustle all the other comics. Like, there was another time I remember he popped in and... Uh, he didn't want to bump anybody. He didn't want to bump a bunch of people because they're waiting to go up. So Jeff Scott, God rest his soul, he's a piano player that passed away. He was the archit- like the fucking archivist for the comedy store. He convinced, yeah, he convinced uh, Chappelle to host and to bring all the comics up. So Chappelle would host and like do like five, ten minutes in between each comic, right? So all these comics got to be brought up by Dave Chappelle at the store on just a night. That's epic. It was like a Monday night and everyone was getting to like, you know, just working and shit. But it was just like kind of cool as fuck, dude. Now, when you host comedy shows like an in-betweener, right? Do you have like written jokes that you're going to say or are you kind of just going off the comics that just went and then bringing in the next comic? Like, If I'm hosting a big show with all the big guys, like my friends and stuff, you go up, you do your material, you smash, you keep the energy going, you know, blah, 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 blah. A good host usually will, uh, you know, just keep the show going, keep it moving. Because there's certain times where it's like, do I need to do material? Yes, because the comic's running late. Now I'm going to do gonna material, say blah, that, blah, like- um, The last comic just murdered. Do I really need to try a joke yeah. right now? No, fuck that. So I'm going to bring up the next hitter who's going to smash because the energy's killing right, right now, right? Keep it, keep the energy up. Exactly. It just depends on, uh, okay. it just depends on the situation. Okay, it's it's all about the vibe of the room, dude. Absolutely. You just gotta read yeah, yeah. the room, and that's probably what makes a good host. Is reading Absolutely. that room, baby. So what what new exciting things we got planned for Frank Castillo coming? I see you've been getting involved a lot more in the cannabis space. I yeah, see yeah. you repping brands, posting, yeah, doing content. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, it's it's. Uh, my wife hates all of it. Why? Because uh, <laughs> she's like, I worked so hard to get this master's degree, and you're just getting boxes of shit. <laughs> um, it's. Uh, well, one, I'm really excited to not be working at the comedy store as a door guy anymore and to, like, fully, like, be into my own thing. Um, I'm excited to, you know, I've been working with Smoke, Lane, uh, helping him write, and that's just a lot of fun to work with someone who, like, gets it. So we're going to be working together on that stuff. I have uh, Peaked is finally going well, and I'm excited. Me, JP, we're bringing back buddies. Um and then me and Smoke are working on a, you know, working on his podcast. So yeah, just just making moves, All right, man. Just working, working. Uh, Puffco's doing the comedy store driving, so I'm excited about that. Trying to line up my own little tour. Um, but yeah, that's about it, man. What's your favorite strain right now? Right now, uh, I've been really fucking with Fidel's Runts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I fuck with Jungle Boys. Uh, there uh, was Mike Larry's really really good. What's uh, your What's your favorite strain of all time? 
of all time, Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Girl Scout cookies is like my favorite strain. Okay. Yeah. But good Girl Scout cookies. I Everything. Had, it's always got to be a good something because yeah. there's a lot of bullshit yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember the first time I had like Girl Scout cookies where I was like, oh, this is like, I only smoke this. And, and I remember that for a while, that's what I was. It was one of those things like that I could only, like I was only smoking it. And then now it's a little, for me, it's a little harder to find. Favorite munchies. Favorite munchies? I love Mexican food. I love tacos. I like getting a lot of tacos. Like so what kind of taco? The I like getting multiple pastor. tacos. So I'll get pastor, uh, lengua, uh, lengua. Uh, uh, cheek, buchecha, or what's it called? I don't know, dude. I, that's, uh, you're beyond me right now, dude. Hilarious. I'm just like asada, please. Yeah, but yeah. I don't even eat meat anymore. Now it's just like jackfruit tacos. Yeah, yeah. I just fucking love tacos, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not hash browns and ketchup? Nah, it depends. If I get stoned in the morning, yeah, hash browns and ketchup. Uh, okay. <laughs> Favorite mixed munchie? Mixed munchie? Yeah. I love fucking with, I love putting ice cream and cereal together. Ooh. Frank Castillo, dude. That hour went by so fast, bro. Oh, dope. Yeah, man. That was fun. That was crazy, dude. Uh, where can people see you, find you, listen to you? Uh, Frank Castillo on Instagram. Uh, look up Buddies on Spotify and uh, Peaked on YouTube. P-E-A-K-D. Uh, yeah. There's all the socials website? Uh, not yet. I should probably get that, right? <laughs> it should Frank, be a professional. You better get Frank Castillo right now, dude. FrankCastillo.com. Frank baby. You better just get the, see if the name's available first, and then you can, uh, uh, yeah. then if you need to, add like Frank Castillo comic or some shit. I don't know, dude. Me, I'm, I'm so bad with that shit. That's a lame question. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I appreciate you pulling up, dog, and hanging out with me. It's been fucking amazing. Good learning more about you. I'm sure there's so much more we could talk about and even know, realize that I went by real quick. Of course, always Kentron, dude. What's up, man? It's like you just, it's just, it's just always amazing. No matter how long it's been, you just come here and just, it's just like butter on toast, dude. Just, Smelt. Just do my best, man. That's it. That's all I can do, dog. Just Butter play. on toast, baby. Are you still alive? You still what you doing? You streaming? You on social? I'm streaming. I'm still doing my YouTube channel. You know, I'm doing my instrumental keys on YouTube. So I just be jamming up there, you know, playing like, you know, I, I went through the whole off the wall album. Oh. Just because I can, you know. Because I got I I could play, I could just play, hear songs and I could just play them, you know. I just I'm like a human. So if I name a song, you, you can play it? If I practice it real quick, yeah. <laughs> like, we'll see what. Like, throw me one. We'll Piano see. Man? Piano Man? You talking about. um? Is that Elton John? Hey, I, wait, uh, who's that guy? Yeah, I think it is Elton John. No, it's not. It's not him. It's uh, um, Billy Joel. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Uh, I know that song, but I got a freaking listen. I'm going to give you all the white songs. Yeah, dog. give me some white songs. Uh, I, know, I know a couple of Ellen John songs. Do you know any Creedence Clearwater? I don't know if that's got to be in Well, all right, let me let me narrow. I mostly do like um, the R&B stuff, but I can learn. How about Hall of Notes? Stuff. You got Hall of Notes? Hall of Notes. How about see. I Can't Go For That? I can do that. Let me see. Um, that's a pretty uh, white, see, um, soulful. St- I need white R&B only. That's like, <laughs> I said see, nobody. Got, um, <laughs> that's like white. So- I can't go for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, who is this? Holland Oates. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 
This is how you get white bitches. This is how you do it. You already know, guys. It's the podcast. Appreciate all y'all. You know who it is. The highest host, Adam Hill. AdamHill.com for everything. Shout out to Twitch. Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're still going to get a little after hours on this. Shout out to Hayes Radio in the building. You know where it's at. Appreciate y'all. We're going to let y'all go with a little bit of Kentron on the keys. Uh, appreciate all you guys hanging out. Mike, I was going to say Michael McDonald, too. You already know. Listen, listen, guys. Y'all are amazing. I love y'all. A big shout out to all the growers. Without you guys, none of us would be getting high. Remember that. So I don't give a fuck if it's one plant or a thousand plants. You guys are the real winners right there, baby. Shout out Frank Castillo. Shout out Kentron Hayes Radio. You already know I'm out. Bye.